in this life or the next? I would like to say that she'll be missed. Fuck that in this life. But I won't because I'm a bitch. It's warrior nun. Welcome to the Center Cut. I'm Sister Dave. And I'm Sister Michael. So we are here today to talk about Warrior Nun, new Netflix joint. Now we watched the first episode and the last episode, and we're going to recap those. And then we have a lot of questions from Reddit that we're going to go through and try to figure out the middle. So many questions. Yes. Now there are thunderstorms in the area. So if one of us dies, no offense, Dave, I hope that it's you. If you do die, I will shove a copy of Halo 2 up your ass, and hopefully that will bring you back to life. Yeah, definitely will. Yeah, so for those listeners who follow us religiously, <laughs> get ha, it? Nice. First off, we want to thank you for that cult-like following. And secondly, we want to say, as you may have noticed, this episode's a week early. Surprise! We are recording this one a week early because we have some fun things in the mix. We are currently recording a few collaboration podcasts with a few other podcasters from the the overarching podcast family. So to better align with those schedules and everything, we move this one up a week. So for the next episode, we will be following back into our normal routine. So the next episode will be two weeks from this one on July 29th. That will be a collaboration with Courtney and Joe ruin everything. Spoil everything. Courtney and Joel spoil everything. Joel? Yep. Courtney and Joel. So, Warrior Nun. Like I said, new Netflix show. We haven't talked about Jesus enough, so we thought we should get some more in. As of recording today, it is the second most popular show on Netflix in the U.S. Has an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. And the only star you really need to know is Alba Baptista who plays Ava, the new warrior nun. There will not be any deep Bible allusions or connections to the comic. Now, if you listen to our Jesus Christ Superstar episode, you'd know that Dave used to go to church, and I don't even say God bless you when people sneeze. So don't expect anything like that. Amen. I guess we should just dive right into the recap, huh? Yeah, go for it. It's your turn. So the first episode is titled Psalm 46.5. Now, that Bible verse is, God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. I think that's pretty fitting for Ava. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So the episode opens up with crosses on crosses on crosses in present day Andalusia, Spain. The angelic choral voices wash around us until we see our main character, Ava, dead in her canvas suit as she narrates, and the monk and bitchiest nun alive look over Fucking hate that bitch. Every nice thing the priest says, she counters with some spiel about how Ava is going to hell. Yeah, she's a real bitch. If anyone needs to go to hell, it's this lady. Seriously. We find out that the dead girl is Ava Silva. She's 19, and the nun does not want to disclose the cause of death, which is super fishy. Super Super suspect, Super sketchy. Yes. Now, the monk gets a text and asks the bitchy nun to leave, and he has to school her on 
basic Christian values of forgiveness. Yeah. She didn't take any of it to heart because she's a bitch later, too. I bet that lady is mad at everything. Like, bitch probably scowls while eating cheesecake and grunts when babies laugh. She leaves in a St. Michael's orphanage van. Now, for the record, if I was a saint, I would not want my name to be used on an orphanage. Give me something fun like a rec center or a cafeteria or some shit. But a hostel for lame kids? I'm out. If an orphanage was named after me and this bitch was running it, I'd just like lose it. I'd smite everyone. Now, our warrior nuns, the sisters, are here with Sister Shannon in tow, who is riddled with divinium shrapnel. Lord knows Mm. what that is. (laughs) Yeah, I hope so, because I don't. Our three standing sisters are Lilith, Mary, and Beatrice, all old lady names. Yep. Uh, Shannon is dead meat. Her dying words to Mary are, don't trust anyone. And the surgeon pulls a goddamn ring out of her back with this metal extraction tool. Yeah, that extraction tool is legit. Pretty awesome. Now, there's an explosion of sorts. Uh, Lilith gets knocked the hell out by a flying board, and some evil goons come in, guns a-blazing. Now, the surgeon runs with the ring, which is a halo, until she trips and it falls, like she was Sonic the Hedgehog and she stepped on Spike. She had one job. One job. And... You know who else had one job is Netflix. This Halo sucks. It's so small, Netflix. Like, you have millions for budget, and your Halo looks like a fucking SpaghettiO. You know what I'm confused about, too, is that, spoiler alert, we see the Halo later on in the second episode, and that Jesus-looking motherfucker has it in his hands, and it looks way bigger than it did in the first episode. Maybe it gets big over time as it's in somebody. Or small over time as it's in somebody? Like, it shrinks? It's been in Shannon for too long? Yeah, all that I want to know is where them meatballs at, homie. Good uh, spaghetti-o joke. <laughs> That's what we bring to the table here, folks. The goon tries to pick the halo up, and his fingers burn the fuck off. It was awesome. Yeah, right off. That was legit. It, and it looked pretty good, too. Yeah. The surgeon picks the halo back up with the extractor from its spot amongst fingers and runs to the morgue that is holding Ava. Mm-hmm. Now, I assume to keep it safe, she plants it in Ava and then starts playing whack-a-mole with the extractor on the digit missing goon. Yep, yep. We hear later that when it is hidden by skin and tissue, it's harder to track. And I think this surgeon knew that. So put it in Ava specifically to try and hide it. So is she like a surgeon hired directly by the sisters? Like, is she part of the crew? I think she might be part of that, that whole, the whole shtick. I feel like she must be if she would know that, know that it has to be hidden like that. Yeah, and also knows how to, you know, take a halo out of someone's back with some weird tool that no one's ever seen. True. She just kind of went right at it. So, yeah. Now, while that is happening, Ava's body starts to convulse. We get grayscale memories of the Crusades uh, and also her life and subsequent death in the orphanage, complete with the nun whose Cheerios she pissed in. Mm -hmm. Ava is now alive. She has a John Locke moment as she wiggles her toes and she does what any normal person would do. She screams and rolls onto her face, breaking her nose and dying again. (laughs) Yeah, she hit the floor hard. Wouldn't it have been funny like if she died and they had to bring her back to life again? Show I would have over. The, <laughs> the surgeon goes back, takes it out, puts it back in. Yeah. <laughs> it's like rebooting your computer. I uh, just disconnected the power cord on my Wi-Fi to <laughs> reboot it. <laughs> yeah. No, she's alive and she witnesses the surgeon's death. And then she uses her newfound ability to move around to vanquish the goon, who apparently is a zombie fueled by red Kool-Aid demons. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Uh, Ava escapes. We get the title card, which 
it has a Game of Thronesy, The Witcher feel to me. Yeah, I felt very Game of Thronesy there as well. Just not quite as extensive. It's just a nice yeah. quick hit, but it did have that feel for sure. Now, Billie Eilish's Ilo Milo plays as Ava wanders around Spain. I'm okay with the self monologue. You? I don't mind it, actually. It's a cool way of the show trying to offer some context as to what she's thinking, especially because this is a a weird instance in which, you know, any number of things could be going through her brain. So it kind of gives us a little bit more insight as to the character and her. So I'm all for it in this instance, I think. Definitely, definitely. So just kind of perusing people's opinions on the Internet, it's kind of it's it's split. Some people hate it and some people like it, but I, I'm on the positive side. Anyway, Ava pukes on a dude and gets hit by a truck so hard that she goes through a wall and into a sports clothing shop where she helps pay for the episode by sporting some Nike soccer gear. Yep. And we see another person with a bone sticking out of their leg, which is unfortunate. Two pieces of media in a row that we've watched where that happens. Uh huh. It looked pretty dope overall. Some of the effects in this are really great. Some of them look lame. It's very hit or miss. But we do learn in the scene that she insta heals. Mm-hmm. She's got those Wolverine powers. Yep. Uh, she does some more wandering. She kisses her reflection. And then we cut to the sisters in the bombed out chapel. Mm-hmm. We meet Sister Camila. Father Vincent shows up and they talk about what went wrong on the mission in which Shannon died. Also, the sisters and Father Vincent learn about Ava. A couple interesting nuggets here. So one, like we talked about, human skin makes it hard to track the halo. Now, on that, though, does that mean that the other sisters slash Shannon either A, aren't human or B, don't have halos? They don't have halos. When the surgeon had taken the halo out of Shannon, she turned to Mary and said, who's next? And she was about to say Lilith when the door exploded. Like Lilith Uh, was supposed to be the next warrior nun. Gotcha. Okay. Now, why don't they have halos too? Why is it just one person? I mean, I guess they ran out of halos at Walmart. I don't know. There's only one halo, man. Okay. Now, two, it was unexpected, apparently, that it brought Ava to life. Yeah, they said it was the first that they had heard of it ever doing that. Yep. And three, it's not random that it was Ava who now has the halo, apparently. Or at least that's what Father Vincent thinks. Sure. Now, Ava goes to see Diego at the orphanage. Child actors make me want to spoon my eyes out, especially when they talk like they're a 24-year-old computer science major. Yeah, that he was very smart for his age. Or just a horrible actor with bad dialogue. That's also true. It's not like he was improving that. Someone told him to say that garbage. Yep. Father Vincent tries to get some info about Ava from the tight-lipped Grinch-ass nun. And we get confirmation that Ava was a quadriplegic before she died. Mm. Very interesting. Now, she uses her newfound able legs and runs along the beach like a galoot while they ran by Message to Bears plays. It's an epic sounding song, and I kind of like the scene. I'm not always a curmudgeon. (laughs) Ava follows the red wisp until she stops in a bar. Instead, she dances like a cute goof to I Follow Rivers by Licky Lee. She chugs a drink and lays a serious punch into the bouncer, knocking him through the table. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Now, if we're to take Grumpy Nun at her word, Ava was in a car accident that killed her mom and left her body broken. But we still don't know how she died. Correct. More on that in the Reddit questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ava tries to walk on water. She fails, but is saved by JC. No, not the big JC. Coincidence? I think not. not. She eats like a swine and meets Chanel, Zori, and Randall. 
Basically, they're squatters. Fuck squatters. Yeah, not a fan. We see the sister hideout. Uh, some of them are studying. Some of them are practicing fighting. And Mary is still just mad about Shannon. She thinks it was a setup. Yeah, it does seem like Mary had a... Little lamb. Yes, and also a special relationship with Shannon compared to everyone else. Yes, more on that later. Ooh. Father Vincent wants Mary to kill Ava and remove the halo. Interesting. Yeah, he says it in kinder terms, but yeah. Ava pseudo confides in JC because she wants to lock lips with him, and Chanel picks out Ava's dress. Here's a question for you. She's supposed to be 19. How old do you think Jesus Christ is? 22. Think so? You think he's he's figured out the how to be a professional squatter at 22? Yeah, I was squatted on once. No, that's a bad way to phrase that. I There were squatters living above me in an apartment one time who ended up breaking into my apartment and stealing all my stuff. And they were early 20s. Hmm. So That doesn't sound like they did a very good job, though. What do you mean? I don't know. It just seems like JC's got things figured out. Oh, yeah. No, having, this guy did Having the houses cleaned, knowing their, everyone's schedules. Yeah. No, not this guy. He's anyway. a polite squatter. Yeah, that's true. Ava goes to a rave, and everything about it sucks. Drugs are stupid, and it all seems miserable. I don't know. I think I mostly hate dancing because I hate being sweaty, which you already know from listening to a previous episode. But More than one previous episode. Yeah. I would have been drenched before I even made it out onto the dance floor from the tunnel. My clothes sticking to me is my personal hell. You only would have been drenched because you saw Ava in that dress. That's also true. I just hate sweating. I don't know. On my first date with Ashley, I refused to get in her Jeep after dinner until the air conditioner had kicked in. I stood outside frowning and we've been in love ever since. It's a miracle that you were able to have any kind of intimate relationship with anyone. <laughs> I really did. I sat there cross-armed. That's a true miracle. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Do you have a halo? This feels uh, like the true miracle here. Maybe. Uh, we get a flashback of Mary and Shannon. I sensed some sexual undertones here. Have they scissored? Speaking of, isn't it funny that both same-sex moves that nobody really does, scissoring and crossing swords involve names with metal pointy objects, like men, it's their genitals, but women, it's their legs? There's no punchline there. I just, I shouldn't have written my recap here after a couple of beers. <laughs> I, um, I guess that I've never thought of that. These are the things that cross my mind. Now, Shannon keeps a secret and seems to know some shit will be going down. For sure. We don't really know what, though. Some inferences can be made based on the last episode. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get to it. Yeah. There's this dope, haunting piano cover of Frank Ocean's Pink and White that Camila plays next. Mm -hmm. This version is better than the original. Fight me. No, thanks. Covers that change up a song completely and make it better are bay. There's, <laughs> You're um, the worst. <laughs> there's a cover of Mine by Beyonce done by Third Eye Blind, and it's infinitely better. Check it, it out. Is anyway. it straight fire? It is straight fire. I digress. <laughs> Ava follows the red smoke at the rave until she sees some losers doing heroin and blaming it on demons instead of their own shitty selves. Mm -hmm. Father Vincent scares a bartender and the monk from the beginning gets axed while prepping Shannon's dead body. And then the monster gets pissed when it realizes that Shannon no longer has the halo and Ava's SpaghettiO glows. Glowing SpaghettiO. And that's the end of the episode. Man, oh man. That's a lot. It's a lot. If you think that's a lot, buckle up. Episode 10, Revelation 2.10. What does that mean? The verse there is, do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you, and you will suffer persecution for 10 days. Be faithful, even to the point of death, and I will give you life as your victor's crown. Basically, Perfect. don't be a little bitch. What doesn't kill you will make you stronger. Yeah. 
There's no Pope. There's currently not a Pope in this world that we're living in, the world of Warrior Nun. They select a new Pope from a serious-looking William Shatner. He is now the Pope. I know he's been in other things, but he reminds me of William Shatner, so that's what I'm calling him. Ava, we see now donning the Warrior Nun garb, so she's fully uh, kind of fallen into her her role here, is in a cave chatting with this dude that looks a lot like Jesus. He looks like a dude who panhandles in the median by Taco Bell. Yep, exactly. He explains that he's been there for 1,000 years all by himself. He thanks her for returning his halo. And we find out that he can read her mind and also can just like polymorph to look like whatever he wants to look like. Yeah, very interesting. And did you notice how sometimes he doesn't move his mouth when he talked to her and other times he did? Yeah, he was like telepathically talking sometimes and other times he wasn't. It was actually kind of cool. I liked it. It was pretty neat. So the rest of the crew, we see them standing outside of apparently where Ava is. She passed through a stone wall to get into this more or less prison that Homeless Jesus is in. And she has to wait seven minutes to recharge her halo before she can come out. This is the first we've heard of the fact that the halo has a seven minute cooldown. <laughs> what? pretty ridiculous it's like an all powerful ring that's like powered by god yet it has battery life <laughs> yeah weak. like there's battery. batteries that last longer in remote control cars yeah for real like get a tesla battery and this thing could last all day on one charge not have to wait every seven minutes that's bananas god's miracles can only be performed every seven minutes other than that he's in the john the rest of the crew is kind of standing outside of this cave Deciding how long to let Ava be in there, because they don't apparently know what the hell's going down in there. So they're trying to figure out how long to let her in there before they just blow the wall down and try and pull her out. But they're all there. Beatrice, Mary, Lilith, Vincent, and who we find out later is Mother Superior. Wait, who? That nun lady. How do we know that's Mother Superior? I don't know who the hell that is. The Pope calls her Superior later. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Jesus lookalike claims to Ava to be an angel, and he claims that the original warrior nun, Ariala, took his halo from him. This is where this show takes a weird turn. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the rest of the episode is hard to follow. Yeah, so I'll try and keep it more or less straight for, for y'all. We're whisked away to some kind of futuristic facility where a woman is watching a video. On the video, we see Lilith... And then she disappears. We come to find out that she's monitoring a small boy in kind of a confined prison-y type area. She sees him starting to like unplug some kind of devices that are tied to him. So she goes rushing in to talk with him, try and figure out what's going on. Now, this kid looks like a skinny version of Ham from Sandlot. You're killing me, Smalls. Agreed. And the the actress there, I couldn't place her at first, I, but I knew she looked familiar. She played Elsa in a season four episode of Lost where she fucked Saeed. And God, I love Lost. God damn it. Every episode. So this young boy who we find out his name is Michael talks some nonsense like most Michaels I know. And then he wants to see the Ark, which we don't know what the fuck that is. Cut back to fake Jesus, spew some more lies trying to schmooze Ava and get her to see his way of thinking so that he can take his halo back. We cut again to the new Pope. 
who gets to select what garb he wants to wear, chooses not to wear the slutty Mrs. Claus cape that is there (laughs) for him, unfortunately. So picks regular Pope stuff, except without the hat, which is unfortunate. It's his first time talking to people on the balcony. Why would he not wear the hat? Yeah. This is the problem with religion. Like, fuck your pomp and circumstance. Just be a good person. Yep. Agreed. So he's trying to prep to get ready to talk to the people outside of the Vatican as popes do, um, you know, as soon as they're selected as a new pope. He asks for some alone time from all of his aides to, you know, get his mind right before his speech and then calls the commander of the Swiss Guard. No idea. Nope. We cut back to the facility with Michael, the woman who we find out is his mother, shows Michael the Ark. It's a big circular ring about like four feet in diameter. If I didn't know better, it would be a portal to somewhere. Faux show. A grown man cries at the sight of some drawings. (laughs) What is this? Stranger things? I don't know. I paused a lot in here to kind of see what was going on on the walls. Now, I saw the trident symbol, Psi, a good amount among the drawings. Now, I did a little bit of research on it. So in mathematics, it's used with the wave function, but... It also resembles Lord Shiva, a part of Hinduism, Lord Shiva's trident, which is supposedly invincible. And it would also follow its enemy like a homing missile through all three dimensions, the worlds of gods, demons and mankind. So I think that's kind of fitting. Suck on that. Hmm. Interesting. We find out that Ava is not like most other warrior nuns. As you might have guessed, we have now cut back to her talking to fake Jesus. She kind of wants to like fight the man. Like, she sees this as warrior nuns being sacrificed to help kind of advance the the Catholic Church and and all of the men that run it. And she thinks that warrior nuns are kind of being sacrificed to further that cause. And she doesn't want that to happen anymore. She wants to be the last warrior nun. And if that means giving the ring back to fake Jesus, then fine. He comes over to kind of try and console her a little bit and touches her. And she starts to see visions of the past. There were a few different kind of separate visions, but I'm going to kind of summarize them all together in one shot here so that we have an idea of what she was seeing. So we see a a battle back in the Crusades, uh, similar to the battle that we saw a very small clip of when she was first imbued with the ring or the halo. We see a woman on a horse kicking everyone's ass. We do. Now, I don't know if you dive into it, but the Crusades, just so we kind of have a timeline, was between 1095 and 1492. Just by the look of it, this looks like the earlier end of the Crusades. So, you know, obviously there's the Templar with the, they have their crosses on their shields. Now, I thought watching this, like, there's no fucking way that the ass backwards church would let women fight. But turns out some did. I did some research on it and most of the women in battle just de-liced the men. <laughs> like that's really what they did. They pulled lice out of their hair. But some of them actually fought like woke church. I like it. <laughs> so she's battling and, and really honestly kicking some ass, but eventually gets kebobbed by a dude with a sword like like a potato on the weekends. <laughs> so the group of Templars kind of gather around her as it looks like she's dying. All of a sudden, it kind of flashes from this this one actress playing Ariala to Ava. So it's kind of Ava in her place now. So we're seeing it from kind of the perspective of Ava experiencing this rather than just seeing it kind of from above. 
I'm so lost. How is Ava connected to the Crusades woman? Is she just put there for the memory? Or is this the connection that Father Vincent was talking about? Like, is she an ancestor of Ariella? And also, is she Ariella for good now? Like, now that she's been transported into her body at this time? Like, is is Ariella no longer in that time? I, I don't understand. I don't understand any of it. I don't know if it's a real transformation as much as a way of the show showing us that Ava now has these memories because they existed within the halo. Okay. Even though okay. it's not actually her. That's the way I took it. That least. makes sense. I, I can get behind that. So Jesus comes through this sketchy portal and I hope everyone's figured out by now that every time I say Jesus, I'm talking about homeless Jesus that we talked about earlier, who we don't know the name of yet. I thought we did. I thought we knew that it's Adriel. No, we didn't learn it until later on, but oh, that's okay. fine. It's Adriel. Adriel comes through a real sketchy portal. Looks like he was coming from somewhere pretty shitty, dressed like a member of Evanescence. <laughs> and a demon looking thing kind of comes through a portal behind him. After a little bit of a scuffle with it, he beheads it with his not so spaghetti sized halo. He saves the girl, who now is looking like Ava, at least, in exchange for help with, from the Templars in fighting the devils and the demons. So he puts the halo in her back. She screams, wakes up the next day, or however long past. I don't know if it's a day, to be honest. Makes her way outside and sees Adriel by the blacksmith, where it looks like, to me, they were using the demons kind of like skeleton metal stuff skin to make armor and weapons i don't know if you got that vibe yeah it he sh he pulls back a curtain and shows her and it looks like it's just a puppeteerless sesame street character yeah it's like a metal minotaur mm. he introduces himself to ariala as an angel but she knows that he's not an angel so he threatens to take back the halo if she tells anyone that he isn't an angel but now that Ava has experienced all this when we kind of snap back to current time. She now knows that he is not an angel and is hesitant to give the halo back. He reaches through her chest, pedophile, and tries to grab the halo from the front, which is not the most ideal way to grab it. As he's ripping it out of her, we cut back to the facility where Michael and his mom was looking at the Ark. The Ark opens a portal, knew it, and Michael fights with his mom a little bit and then jumps through it. His mom tries to follow him, but the portal closes before he can because Ava uses the halo to blast Adriel back away from her, preventing him from taking the halo out of her. But also, it seems like that whole thing with Ava and Adriel was tied to the opening of the arc, if I had to guess. Yeah, so I wasn't sure about this. I, I thought it was, I wasn't sure if it was the dynamite that blew Adriel back, because they also had, the sisters had dynamite on the other side. But I also thought it might have been Michael leaving the human realm, like as he was going through that portal, that's what caused the explosion. I feel like the middle of the, the season would have definitely helped us to understand more what happened there. Yeah. My thought was almost that the portal was not able to open because the power of the halo was being concealed by Ava being inside of her. And by Adriel starting to pull the halo out, 
exposed its magic in thus powering the Ark to open a portal to allow whatever is searching for it to find it. God, you're a nerd. I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> we cut back to the new Pope, Pope Doretti. I think we learned his, his name. He's about to give his speech when they apparently underneath the Vatican is where this rock thing is because they blow the wall to try and save Ava and a big explosion then kind of happens in the middle of the Vatican dispersing all of the crowd there to see the Pope. And he backs off into the back into the, the Vatican to protect himself. I suppose everyone's gone. All of his aides who are usually there are gone now and it's only mother superior. And she starts to blame Shannon's death on the new Pope and accuses him of being the one that killed Shannon. He has no idea what she's talking about and what she's accusing him of. Pope killed Shannon. (laughs) So as he's expressing the fact that he doesn't know what she's talking about, you can see kind of on mother superior's face that she has a realization. And a few seconds after that, the girls all come running out of the Vatican And behind them is Adriel. He made it out of the cave as well, now that they've opened it up with their explosion amateurs. Maybe maybe he wouldn't be coming at you guys if you had stepped on his hand or blew up his body or something. Yep. Literally anything. Negligence. Or maybe, like, keep his demon cage closed. That too. Adriel, who we now know is not an angel, is pursuing the team here with Ava in tow. And Father Vincent walks up to Adriel and says, my master. One note on Vincent. Vincent is actually derived from Latin for winning, which I think is interesting. Also, you say that Adriel is not an angel, but he sure as hell looks like Chris Angel. So in the last two episodes, we've had bones sticking out of people's body, and we've talked about Chris Angel. Let's see what other records we can set. (laughs) After Vincent says, my master... Adriel whispers something in his ear and then he walks into the background. I hate this whisper trope that TV shows do. Like, dude, there's nobody within 20 feet of you. Just talk in a low tone if you don't want anybody to hear. If a yeah. grown man ever tickles my ear with his hot, breathy words, I am dueling him in the street. Ooh, just going straight to duel, huh? So Lilith walks up shortly after, calls Adriel a thief. He tries to kind of like kill her with some kind of magic from what I can tell. And she just kind of absorbs it and doesn't get affected by it. Kind of throws Adriel for a loop a little bit. He asks what she is, claims that she's been to the other side. Interesting. Interesting. The team faces off against Adriel, fucking beats his shit in. They weren't messing around. I enjoyed the fight scene and the double tap and spit by Camila was solid. (laughs) It was really great. Like pop him with an a crossbow bolt and then yank it out of him and pop him with another one. Oh, fantastic. As most of us would have guessed, he gets up, pulls that crossbow bolt right out of his, his back of his head. And at this point now, he's a little angry, says, you know, he can't be killed and calls in a bunch of wraith demons. You know, those, what did you call them earlier? Red Kool-Aid wisps. Yep, the red Kool-Aid wisps. He calls some of those guys down who apparently can just take control of people's minds and um, a crowd of what looks similar to mindless zombies come at the girls. 
Mary says, fuck that. I'm, I'm taking these dudes down. And then they just like fucking pile on her like ball boys on a football. That's loose. I did not have zombie Spaniards on my bingo card. Nope. Yep. Did you have a football reference for me on your bingo card? No, definitely not. Now, during that scene, we see Lilith and she like, when did she start looking like Geralt, the witcher? Yeah, her hair is getting like more and more white as the night goes on, I feel like. Yeah, weird. Weird. Very interesting. But uh, when Mary gets tackled by the zombie horde, the show ends. Okay, what a horrible way to end. That's not even a cliffhanger. It just cuts out in the middle of a scene. Yeah. I did not like the way that that ended whatsoever. I would have even been able to deal with it as a cliffhanger if literally he pulled the crossbow bolt from his head, started to stand up, and it went black. Yes, that would have been a better ending. But having, I just going into the fight like that, it was just weird. I just, yeah, just to like start another fight scene just to not finish it was very odd to me. Yeah, very strange. Now, one thing you didn't mention, but very important piece that we learn is. Vincent killed Shannon. Yes. So he's the bad boy, which I could have called from the first 10 minutes, but. But still. So that was a lot. That was a lot. We're already deep here. We better get into these Reddit questions so we can start figuring out the middle. Let's crank these motherfuckers out. Yes. So first question is from Nama Bizet. That's sung to the tomb of Yama Be There by Michael McDonald. (laughs) She said that I couldn't figure it out, or he or she said that I couldn't do it. Nama Bizet. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. How did Ava die? Had to be the bitchy nun. (sighs) No. Okay. So number one, the way that this question is framed, it almost makes me think that she just died and she wasn't murdered or else wouldn't the question be who killed Ava? Not unless the question actor is just smart enough to not give us that big of a hint. I just think that being poisoned by ornery Madonna, that's just too, it's too lame and obvious. Like, I don't know. I... I think it was more likely that she drowned in a tub like a helpless turtle, or maybe this is too conspiracy theory, but maybe the Pope knew that she was connected to Ariala and told Sister Shitster to kill her so <laughs> her body could end up in the morgue as the halo receptacle. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't think it would have been the Pope because I don't think he's as connected as we thought he was, but it could have been Vincent. It could be somebody. I Like, to purposely put her in that position i don't know i just i don't i think it'd be way too obvious to make her the bad person but you you think it's her she i just want her to be the bad person because she's a real bitch (laughs) it's true sister shitster so i guess we're (laughs) we're not coming to a consensus there you think it's her i think i like your idea that there is some kind of higher calling that someone thinks ava is of some importance she if this is not just a random act She's important somehow, and someone knew it. The nun is ultimately the person that did the killing, but I think that she was ordered to do that killing by yes. someone else. That that I that that's what I think. I think if it is her, it was it was ordained. It was not something that she that she did willingly. Good compromise. Cool. So next we have Anna CG who asked, "Why did Michael jump through the portal?" Adventure. No, I. I think somebody, whether it was Adriel or somebody we haven't met yet, has been connecting with him and feeding him some bullshit like it's his destiny or something. It's like Noah, actually, speaking of arcs, like if I'm remembering my Bible story right, he had to build an ark on blind faith. All this kid has to do is jump into one. If some dude appeared in my dreams and told me to build a boat, I'd tell him to fuck off. Like I can't build anything, let alone a 
boat to carry giraffes. Yeah, that's true. You're not very handy. I'm handsy. Yeah, exactly. Totally, totally different things. So I think he jumped through that just because mommy said no and young kids like that just do the opposite of what their parents say to do. <laughs> you really think that's it? You don't think there was some... He was drawing pictures on a wall of like some weird creature. Somebody yeah, there's definitely... There's something communing with him to convince him that this is like his destiny of some of some sort. I actually am willing to, to also jump to the conclusion that the Ark was built based on drawings that he drew that he was told to draw by whatever this thing is. Agreed. Which is why a grown man cried when he saw it. Sure. The next question is, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to fumble through this one. Jack Black. Got him. Why is Mary called Shotgun Mary? Because I didn't see her in any scenes without a shotgun in her hand. It's too easy that it's her weapon of choice. It also looks like she was riding a motorcycle at one point. I think that was her. Maybe that was Shannon's motorcycle. And when she was alive, Mary had yelled shotgun and rode with her in the motorcycle. And all the grinding on each other led to the lovemaking. Yeah, or maybe it was the lovemaking. With a shot, a shotgun? I don't, I don't yep. understand that part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't either. I think it's also because shotguns are like a blunt force type of weapon, close range. And there's a lot of like collateral. When Mary comes in, she just fucks shit up and... You know, she sends her slugs everywhere. Is that the right word? I don't know. I don't yep. know weapons. Oh, yeah. She likes to send them slugs. <laughs> okay. Next question we have is from Alvin DeYank Lacra. Are the Tarask some kind of recovery drone since Sister Lilith calls Adriel a thief? So are the Tarask those wispy red vape trail demons? Judging by this question, we got another question about the Tarasks as well. I feel like they're the big metal centaur assholes. Oh, okay. I thought they were the red smoke. So if it is the red smoke, I think no, because the red smoke just seems to appear when humans are doing bad shit, and then they like take them over to do more bad things. But maybe yep. actually, maybe they're bringing back, they, they gather the sins from people, and they give Adriel some sort of power, like their reverse Uber Eats, like they bring the sin food back to him. Mm -hmm. But He's actually he's imprisoned though, so he can't do anything. They're like mama birds. They're like mama yeah. birds feeding their baby devil. Yeah, yeah. So you think they're the the metal? I creatures? think they're yeah those big big metal bastards that we saw at the end of the first episode, and that Adriel killed one. And I feel like I, from the the way that this question is is positioned, as well as what we know about Lilith calling Adriel a thief. I think that I, I agree with this, that they are some kind of like team a recovery team trying to recover the halo in one way or another, whether or not that's good and bad. We can talk about that in the next question. But I do think that they are, are some kind of some kind of creature sent to collect the halo from Adriel. OK, I, I actually can get behind that if if those if the Tarasks are the metal ones. Yeah, I like that. So okay. we have uh, a set of questions here from Steve, please. Do we think that Tarasks are demons, emissaries of hell, or angels, or I guess emissaries of heaven? Also, given that when Lucifer fell from heaven, he took a third of the angels with him, do we think that Adriel is one of those fallen angels and he stole the halo from Lucifer, or he's some other angel and he stole the halo from heaven? Lots going on there. Lot to, to dive into that one question. I, I feel like Steve, please, is Ava when she first leaves the morgue, and I'm those three dudes that she just vomited on. There's mm -hmm. there's a lot that Steve plays through here. I think that Adriel stole the halo from Lucifer. 
to try and become the new almighty devil. And Lucifer sent the Tarasks as kind of like bounty hunters of hell to collect the halo and return it back to Lucifer. Yes to the emissaries of Adriel slash hell. I do think that's the case. I thought of, I thought of Adriel as Lucifer. Like, I, I guess he could have been a cohort, but he kind of seemed like the big bad. Like, uh, I don't know if he's the actual devil. I don't know enough about Christianity to nail that down. I don't even think if you knew a lot about Christianity, you'd be able to nail that down. So I actually have a question about Christianity that maybe you can help me with. Probably not. To some church. Yeah. One day a long time ago. If God is supposed to be so forgiving, why did he kick Lucifer out of heaven in the first place? Great question. No idea. And also Lucifer was when he was in heaven, he was apparently like a guardian cherub of God. Like what the fuck did God need armed guards for? It's heaven. Yeah, for real. I like if Lucifer is essentially the bad dude against God, what did God have to worry about before Lucifer? Yeah, I don't know. Nothing. I'm sure that yeah, I'm sure if I read the Bible I'd probably understand all of that, but <sighs> probably not. <laughs> anyway, in terms of Steve Please's question, I think that the Tarasks are handy men of Adriel and I think Adriel may be the devil you think he's a cohort why uh, did he, why would he have killed one if they were his little minions like why was that one chasing uh, him and he had to kill him with the halo okay that's a good question so there, are the Tarasks good then because Adriel's bad I think they're all bad I think the Tarasks are like I feel like and this is why I had the feel that Adriel is trying to take power over hell and Lucifer or the devil or whoever you want to say is currently running hell sent these Tarasks to squash that. Okay, that makes That's sense. That's my guess. I can go with that. Steve please also asked, also, do we think Lilith is part demon or part angel? Does she have to be one or the other? I vote neither. If it has to be one, I'd go angel. She definitely died, I think, but I I really have no good answer as to how she died I, I i have no answer i agree with you that she also died i'm guessing that she's part demon though why because if she was part angel i think that adriel would have been able to kill her okay no you're right i agree part demon okay that was easy and steve please's last question also fighting practicality of chainmail veils just how do we think that would work in real life bad doesn't you know how heavy that would be on your head and there'd be no visibility either, unless there's like a mirror on the bottom. My cousin had these spy glasses when I was a kid with mirrors so you could see behind you. So mm-hmm. I, it's possible, obviously, because that was in the 90s. But it, just the weight of it all on your head would suck. I don't think that any tactical advantage it gives you is worth the busted neck veins it would take to hold that shit up. I can't even play Candy Crush on my phone without taking my sunglasses off. <laughs> How are people wearing veils and fighting? Impossible. Yeah, especially veils made out of metal. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. Makes no sense. All right. So next we have Jay Linimus who asks, what is Mother Superior praying slash chanting under her breath on her walk in VC? What does that mean? Any no idea? idea. No clue. Vatican court? Maybe. Mm. In season one, episode nine at one minute and nine seconds. First question, who the hell is that? So Jay Linimus also mentioned that she thinks, he or she thinks the last word of what Mother Superior is saying is Pergunta, 
pregunta is question in Spanish. So my guess is, si el pollo frito es la respuesta, ¿cuál es la pregunta? And what does that mean, Michael? I'm not going to tell you. Take classes like I did, you good-for-nothing louse. Ugh, sorry. Jeez. Pregunta can also mean query or inquiry rather than question, which, I mean, all kind of falls within the same vein. But, you know, my guess would be that she was chanting that the new pope or or who who everyone assumed was the bad guy, Durante, should be kind of looked at closely and called under the microscope. And that would be my guess as to what she may have been chanting. But all in Spanish. But all in Spanish, obviously. Okay. My answer is right. Yours is wrong. Sure. Just so you know. All right. The next question from Jay Linimus is, how did Sister Beatrice retrieve her weaponry in episode nine after she had to turn it in in a previous episode? My guess is that she had to defeat Mary in hand-to-hand combat. Dynamite! The better question is, how was it taken away? Yeah, it almost makes it sound like she did something like the equivalent of a police sheep asking for your badge and gun. Like she was put on suspension and had to do something to earn everyone's trust back. Yeah, maybe. Um, In terms of how she got it back, maybe she had Ava use the halo like a boomerang to scoop that shit up. I'm kind of bummed. Like, aside from surviving the truck accident, we really don't get to see Ava use the halo that much in the episodes we saw. And I don't know necessarily that she uses the halo like a weapon as much as the halo gives her powers. Mm. I doubt that she rips that thing out of her back and throws it around the way you're speaking about it. Yeah, probably not. (laughs) Also, if she was going to retrieve all of Sister Beatrice's throwing knives, which is her weapon of choice from what I could tell, she'd have to wait every seven minutes to retrieve another one. She could be there for a while. Good point. So next, Trippy Trickster. This one's an interesting one. How many known gay characters slash stories are there and who? All right. I want to preface this answer by saying that I'm not anti-LGBT. I don't know all the current terminology or pronouns because I'm an insulated hetero man with no friends. That being said, my answer is four. Mary, Shannon, JC, and Chanel. Now, I know Chanel appears to be trans. I'm lumping her slash him in because it's a fictional character that I can't ask. I can't ask Chanel what he or she wants to be called as a pronoun. That's the problem with this. You give your answer. Wow. The only the only ones I really felt like there is any kind of sexual tension between was uh, Mary and Shannon. I felt like there is definitely something there, something more than just, you know, being close because, you know, we're a team. I could see JC now that you've mentioned that. Other than that, I have no idea because I'm like you. I don't know anything. Yeah. Have you been following this JK Rowling thing? No. So people are like disavowing Harry Potter forever because she tweeted some pseudo anti-trans or rather pro-binary stuff. Regardless of how you feel about that whole argument, we're not going to get into that. You're a flat out imbecile if you can't separate artist and art. If, If art is good, I don't care what the person did. Like if someone goes and kills a horse and then they make a really delicious grilled cheese sandwich and I eat that grilled cheese sandwich, I'm not going to think the grilled cheese sandwich sucks just because the guy killed a horse beforehand. It's still a good grilled cheese sandwich. I don't necessarily think that people are disavowing it because they can't enjoy it anymore because they've learned this new piece of information. I think that they're speaking out in a way to stop supporting someone 
who has a negative views like that. Like, but, why would I want to support someone who is, you know, not a nice person? Because if you condemned every single person that said or did something you didn't agree with, you'd live in a fucking bubble and you'd kill yourself because you've done some fucked up stuff, too. Everybody has. Everybody said something stupid that another person would disagree with. It's dumb. Yeah, I can understand where you're coming from on that. However, when you are a famous person who is on a platform in which you can reach many, many, many people, you have to take those types of things into consideration. I don't know. I'm still going to watch the Bill Cosby show and enjoy the show because it's a good show. I'm not focused on what Bill Cosby did in his own personal life. Well, I agree with you. And if anything, at this point, you're not supporting Bill Cosby as much as his kids and grandkids and things like that, which they didn't do anything wrong. Exactly. That I'm okay with. Okay. So you draw the line at Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Okay. We're going to, we got to move on. (laughs) Next question is from, you don't know my life. How did, and that's how it's all caps. How did Lilith gain otherworldly powers? Death. Yeah, she died. But yeah, my guess is, is definitely that she died, and maybe they had to bring her back to life and made a deal with someone that they shouldn't have made a deal with. Yeah, that's the question. It's not. We know she died. It's like how did she die and what brought her back? So when she died, she crossed into either god or demon realm. That's what I'm thinking. I imagine it was some battle of some sort and. Maybe when the sisters were corralling Ava from some demons that she didn't know how to fight, maybe Lilith gets blasted with divinium or something. Maybe. But I still don't know how she got back through and also why her hair looks like spray painted assholes after. Also, what the fuck is divinium? Yeah, I don't know. Divine metal. Yeah, that's that. We'll, we'll talk about it later in another question, or at least I will. But yeah, I, I really don't know. Do you think that Ava and her halo could pull something like that off pulling pulling lilith back do you think Hmm. because that brought ava back to life yeah so the you're right that the the halo does have the ability to not only bring her back for to, to life but also heal her like wolverine style so i could imagine in some kind of instance there was a way for her to kind of transfer some of that energy into lilith to bring her back i could see that so Catsby wants to know, what happened to AJ and his gang? So AJ, Howie, Kevin, Nick, and Brian, BSB, baby. I mean, they just grossed $92 million on their last tour, so they're still around, Catsby. Backstreet boys for life. Maybe Did Catsby, Catsby mean JC? I think Catsby meant JC. <laughs> <laughs> um, if we're talking about JC... I think that they moved on to some other city, just like they said they do. They only hang in this area with the free house for a while, and then they move on to bigger and better things. I think they got caught, and I think it was somehow because of Ava. Yeah, that could be too. That's my guess. Okay, I'll go with that. Yeah. All right, next question from Nikki Bear 422 Why was Shannon assassinated, and who was behind it? Now, we know the who is Father Vincent, but yep. why is the important one here? A little bit of foreshadowing in the first episode where Mary has a flashback of the conversation that she had with Shannon, where Shannon was kind of dealing with someone, something that she couldn't tell everyone about. My guess is that she had figured out that Vincent was bad and he had to kill her to silence her. 100%. I think that Shannon was starting to catch on to Vincent and that that, that he was in cahoots with Adriel and he needed to nip that in the bud. I, I think that's I think we can lock that in. Yeah, that's got to be it. 
Cool. So Radioactive Mermaid asked, what's with the glowing sword? It's made out of Valerian steel. Okay, wrong show. It's made out of divinium. Now, what is divinium? You ever play Minecraft when you take the bucket of water and you pour it in the lava and then you make like the nether portal? It's like that, but with Jesus. <laughs> okay, so that's obsidian. Yeah, I'm saying it's like obsidian, but Jesus-like. Oh, I think it's made from the husk of the Tarasks. But why is it glowing? Because it's magical divine metal. But why does it kill the sisters? Because it's part of those Tarask? Because it's divine metal. <laughs> I don't I know. Divine, I thought divine was a good thing. Like when you eat chicken divine, that's delicious. <laughs> Here's a thought. <laughs> You're speechless. <laughs> no, I mean, maybe. Here's a thought. If they th- think that Adriel and the halo and all of that is good, maybe they also thought that the divinium was good because Adriel potentially provided it to them from that demon that he killed. But it turns out that that divinium is not good. It is crafted from the husk of a demon and therefore can hurt other demons. So they named it divinium because they thought it was good, but ultimately it's actually crafted from something bad. I stopped listening about a quarter of the way through of you talking there because I was just so bored. Yeah, that makes sense. You're a little bitch. I'll I'll take your word for it. That <laughs> was a lot of questions that we just answered. Reddit users, thank you from the bottom of our fat hearts. Mm-hmm. Yes, we appreciate you taking part and you know answering the call because we uh, we definitely enjoyed answering your questions. We did. Thank you so much. And I feel like we have a great grasp on what happened this season. Yeah, sure. I do think here's one last thing before we wrap up. How do you like the show? It's a new souped up version of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I went into it thinking I was going to absolutely hate it. Similar to Outer Banks. It's not bad. There are definitely flaws. I could see myself watching the show. I didn't hate it. I agree. Yeah, I actually uh, felt like this is like superheroes meets angels and demons. And it was pretty interesting to me. Yeah, and I actually, I, I do think, I've never seen Alba Batista in anything, but I, I think she was a believable 19-year-old ex-quadriplegic. I mean, there were some parts where she, she wouldn't have been able to learn to walk that quick. But I, I, I Well, she didn't become quadriplegic till seven, so she did walk for seven years before she became a quadriplegic. Yeah, okay, I guess so. So you would have some memory of walking. Yeah, like I had the same thought. I was like, no way. I also thought, like, there's no way you'd have the muscles necessary. Like, yeah. if you hadn't walked on your legs for that long your legs would just give out, but she also yeah. had the power of the halo. So true. But yeah, she, yeah. I thought she did, she did a job. really good job. That's probably got to be something very hard to act is like, act like you've never had legs before. <laughs> okay. So I think she did a good job. Definitely. She's right. also attractive. True. So <laughs> that was season one of warrior none. Yeah. In the books, and the good we, book, the good books. Now, we talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the episode here, but just to nail it down, what are we doing next episode? So the next episode is going to be a collaboration with Courtney and Joe Spoil Everything. 
the format of their show is actually pretty similar to ours, except they only do TV and they only watch the first episode and the last episode of an entire show. We're going to be uh, having them on the show. We're actually going to be watching Scream, or at least we're going to watch the first 15 minutes and the last 15 minutes of Scream. They're experts in it, so they're going to quiz us a little bit, as we've done in our previous collaboration episodes. Yeah, going to be a lot of fun. And yes, I know it's wild. Dave and I have never seen Scream. Yep. But there's a lot of things we haven't seen. It shouldn't surprise you by now. Another thing we have in the works here, very important. It's already going to be out by the time you hear this. But Monday, July 13th, we are on an episode of Whack Brackets. Check out Whack Brackets. Mike is an awesome guy. He had us on basically like an NCAA style bracket eight things it was in our case it was eight tv characters they battled against each other with ridiculous premises like who would drink beer out of a straw abed from community or michael scott from the office and dave and i debated with mike on that it was a fun time you're gonna love it check it out whack brackets yeah it was really great and we only talked about sticking things up your butt for a little bit just for a little bit of it Um, so go check that out again monday it'll already be up by the time you hear this uh, whack brackets anywhere you find podcasts check it out and with that being said it was a pleasure if you're not following us on instagram twitter facebook you're doing it wrong and if you haven't subscribed yet you're really doing it wrong please subscribe and check out some old episodes yeah i mean you guys obviously because you're so great you already are but just in case get to it get to it like the divinium between shannon's organs it's always better in the center (laughs) 